Feel the rhythm. The highlight of your week has arrived, Andrew. Yes, it has. Feel the rhyme. I don't know how to say your Instagram handle, so I'm not even going to try. Get on up. It's 11 o'clock on a Saturday. We all know what that means. That you're probably keeping me from watching a Liverpool game? Yep. It's podcast time. Welcome to Rust Belt Running. We're back. Finally. Andrew, how you doing today? Doing all right. It's uh, it's an off. It's my first off day. No, no. It's my first off day after a long run of Glass City training. So I'm enjoying that. Yeah, you enjoying doing your uh, your long runs on Friday? I don't really know yet because strangely enough, I had to work yesterday. Oh, okay. but uh, just because of the holiday on Monday, it kind Sounds of right. messed up our schedules a little bit. But um, it was only ten miles, so it wasn't that bad to have to you know, rearrange that schedule a little bit, but I am going to enjoy, uh, that on the weekends, there's not like a workout each day, Mm -hmm. uh, or a day that I'm just incapacitated, like after a 20 mile run where it's like, all right, I'm back. Let's go eat a massive brunch. And then I'm going to sleep all day. Right. There's not gonna be any of that with the family. I'm going to be able to do that on my own time. Right. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be good stuff. It was a, it was a good week overall. Uh, i I am, you know, I talked about it last week. I'm kind of trying to keep it a little more simple like I did for Columbus. Right. Things go pay dividends. I'm just really looking forward to getting uh, really into the meat of this cycle. I think sometimes I look forward to the crazy of a cycle, uh, which is kind of how I felt a few years ago when I was like, man, this is going to be a lot. This could be fucking awesome. Right. And it turned out to be complete shit. This is just like... Yeah, I wanna. I just want to keep going. I want to. I want to just keep moving forward. I just want to take a one workout at a time. I feel like my mindset's just. I'm in a good place and I'm enjoying it and I'm looking forward to the next workout or the next recovery day. Right. So, I know it's only the first week, but it's a continuation of what the weeks before have been too. So, kind of, kind of have an idea of how I'm gonna feel. So, all right. So you, you've had kind of a, you know, personally a weird couple of weeks but uh how have have you been from a running standpoint uh really haven't been and that was that was largely um it was largely by design i had if if you talked to me about six weeks ago i would have told you that that this week that we're just ending was really the week that i was looking forward to um not that i don't love the holidays i do i just had a lot that was going to be going on between the holidays which means a crazier work schedule for me uh, I moved during that time. I actually got my keys to my new apartment on New Year's Eve. Um, and I, the friends that was going to have helped me move weren't available to help me move my bigger stuff until the weekend after New Year's Eve. So that week was was a lot of just going back and forth, moving things. Uh, you didn't ask me. What, I mean, I wouldn't have helped, but what, you don't think I'm <laughs> strong enough? Or what? It, friends simply that lived closer. I wouldn't have imposed and asked you to drive an hour north or an hour and a half north to help. Yeah, that's all. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it was, and then you know, after all of that, uh, last week I went and visited. I was supposed to visit both of my siblings, and only visited my sister. Uh, just some other, some other weird stuff with my family came up um, that I'm not going to talk about on this podcast because <laughs> it's just shitty. Um, but just so this was the week I was really looking forward to getting to because I wanted to finally get past all of that and get into a place where I could run consistently. Again, I was trying to run throughout some of that time. 
and it just I wasn't able to do anything consistently. There was just too much going on. So I had made the decision. I I toyed with at the end of last year. You know, am I really going to try to go hard for something in the spring, or am I just going to slowly build up? And 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 I just made the decision. Like you know what, you're coming off a year where you've been hurt. Why why force anything? So it's it's nice because I actually you know listening to you talk about how you're looking forward to taking it one day at a time. I'm very much in the same place, and and you're further ahead right now because you're coming off a year of very solid training. But I'm very much in the same place of just I'm looking forward to taking it one run, one workout at a time, just slowly building myself back up. And I'm I'm really liking that I have half a year really to get myself ready to, to handle the real rigors of race training because it doesn't it, it means that I have this first part of the year to really not have to worry about pressure yeah just go out and run and just just reintroduce myself to enjoying running and you know one of the best things about all that is that my new apartment is it's 10 minutes from the Cago Valley maybe not even that and I'm, I'm within 10 to 15 minutes of some of the most beautiful places that I love to run at and you know, it's like I can't think of a better place to reintroduce myself to the love of running than that that national park that I love so much. So I'm in a I'm in a weird spot, I guess, because I'm I'm starting back up again, but I'm in a really good spot mentally and just really looking forward to you know hitting the road again. So well, and your new apartment's so distraction free because you don't have internet yet. So we want to uh, today. Right. <laughs> today we had the. Uh... <sighs> AT&T. Fun uh, story about that. No, no, since you brought it up, no, I'll, I'll be quick, but this is a really fun story. I've had, I think, seven or eight different installation dates now from AT&T, and a couple of them are dates that had to be changed because they wanted to, to switch to dates for when I was going to be out of town, but I literally went from the 6th to the 8th to the 9th to the 23rd to the 13th, which wasn't going to work because I wasn't going to be in town, to what was supposed to be this past Wednesday that I just found out that through no doing of my own just wasn't in their system anymore. I blocked, time out, of of my, I blocked time out of my schedule to be there for a guy that was never going to show up because that date wasn't there. So I'm looking at the email now that says, we've confirmed your date for this upcoming Monday. So AT&T, you better send your guy. Yeah, send him. I don't even have your service yet, and it's already pissing me off. All right, I'm done. Okay, I've got so best we had the... this year. <laughs> Lock it up, and uh, <laughs> we'll be ready to go on <laughs> December twenty third. <laughs> so uh, we had the wonderful opportunity to interview uh, Coach Kyle Kranz who has more followers on one social network site than you, me, or our podcast have combined on all of them. That feels right. Uh, Kyle Kranz. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not saying much because you and I aren't that cool. True. But uh, Kyle Kranz joined us uh, tonight – or today. It doesn't matter. We're, we're, I'm going to post this at an – random time tonight or today it's fine uh so what were some of the takeaways you got from kyle he preached a lot of what i think you and i talk about and he talked about it within the context of coaching that consistency is just key it's it's the key to to progressing as a runner 
And, and he talked about it with, with coaching in that he thinks one of the biggest reasons to consider hiring a coach is to have that person who's going to keep you accountable, somebody that you have to answer to, somebody who's going to, one, take things off your plate. You know, you don't have to worry about what your planned workout is because another person's going to be writing it up and giving it to you. So that's one less thing you have to worry about, one less, you know, consideration you have to have, decision you have to make. But two, just, you know, hey, he, he brought up a really great story about how he will, um, he, has a, he has an inventive way to entice people to make sure that they're keeping accountable uh, for their runs and they're doing their runs. I won't spoil it because it's just a really great story, but uh, you'll know what we're talking about when it comes up. He's just got a really inventive way, uh, possible donations that he might make if you uh, yeah. are keeping accountable with your runs. So I thought that was really great. So the the accountability and, and that just being consistent was there. And then I just thought he had a really good take on how as runners we are out in nature all the time. We're outside enjoying being outside as runners more than a lot of people. And we just need to be aware of that and make sure that we keep it sustainable, you know, so just respect where you're running. I I just talked about how I'm going to be in the Calgary Valley and, you know, when I'm running there, if I've got gels or whatever, I, I'm not throwing that stuff off to the side of the trail uh, because that's just, that kind of ruins this area that I love running in. So I I really liked the message that he had there too, just about being sustainable and really respecting uh, being out in nature, wherever you're running, whether you're you know running through the streets of Canton or whether you're out in the Calga Valley or whatever might be your trail that you're running on, just respecting it. Yeah, and please, for the love of God, like do the workouts that he prescribes to you for the sake of our country. Again, you'll know <laughs> what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> so I, I really there there was one thing that like he said that kind of resonated with me, and it was just about like why hire a coach and it was to get better at something. And I thought that he simplified yeah. it in such a good way and maybe kind of got us out of our, uh, you know, maybe out of our running bubble a little bit. Uh, Cause you and I have never hired coaches before. And no, nope. uh, you know, I, I mentioned last week that I've thought about it and, you know, Kyle's the guy that I said I would go to, uh, which is why it was so cool to be able to have him on today. I mm-hmm. just felt that we, you know, built a little more of a cool personal relationship there uh, with him. Uh, but yeah, I, it's, you know, just to get better. And I, I think that just simplifying it, getting us out of, you know, the running tunnel vision that we can have as runners, you know, it really kind of help look and go, all right, if it's going to make you better, do it. And, um, I don't know. I just really I enjoyed listening to uh, listening to him talk. I did have to kind of be in and out of the uh, interview, which kind of sucked because the kid wasn't feeling great. But you couldn't tell, could you? No, we we covered our tracks well there. True professionals, right here, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yeah. Don't mean to toot my own horn, but beep, beep. Here's our interview with Coach Kyle Kranz. All right, so we are here with uh, Kyle. Kyle, is it pronounced Kranz? I should have asked you this before we started. Yeah, Kranz. Okay, cool. German for circle, I think. Okay. That's that's nice. Not not that any of your listeners care. (laughs) (laughs) I, I find that interesting. I mean... My last name's Hedinger. It's German. I don't know what it is German for, but oh, you yeah, know, mine's what's a German name too. 
what's while we're on the subject, uh, so I come from Kranzberg. <laughs> oh. People love that. They ask if I'm the mayor, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. That would... You should move there and run for it. I, there you go. I, Do it. There, there's a tiny little town hall. It's smaller than my house now. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. It, like, so you're from South Dakota. Is Kranzberg mm-hmm. in the, one of the Dakotas? Yep, it's in South Dakota. There's a town. I can't remember if it's in uh, South or North Dakota, uh, but it has my last name, Hedinger. That's just the name of the town. Oh, weird. Weird, right? So the Dakotas have a lot of... Oh, I just Googled it. It's in North Dakota. North Dakota. And my dad has a shirt because my dad is like... I think he might have gone there one time. Oh, like he like neat. drove up on his own. They have a municipal airport. It's probably just a, a field. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really left out here because I don't have any towns that I know of that are named after me. There's got to be a wheeler. There's a wheeler somewhere. There's oh, got to be. Sure. There's 100%. wheeling West Virginia that I, you know, could probably claim as mine. <laughs> is this a runner? Right. Is this a running podcast? It, it Believe is. it or not, yeah. yeah. Eventually. <laughs> but yeah, we're not a geographical trivia podcast as much as we want to be. Instead, we get off topic, and we did really fast. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of fast, let's get into running. So, mm-hmm. Kyle, you're you're a coach. Uh, you're uh, personal running coach, uh, but we want to. We're going to get into that in a little bit. But let's just talk about how you got into running. Um, uh, like, just give us a little bit of your backstory. Yeah. So, um, you know, going way back, um, like in middle school, I I was in a car accident, and uh, you know, back back pain for a couple of years. So I went from being super active, played soccer, football, to not being able to do those things, and then. I started, you know, became a gamer. And so I lived off, you know, Mountain Dew and Doritos and gained a bunch of weight. I ballooned up to 230 pounds at my, my top, my hot, my highest weight. And then, um, come high school, I started, I, I'm like, I realized I need to fix this. This is not good. So everybody thinks I lost all the weight from running, which is actually not the case because I couldn't run because I was, almost in, you know, constant pain or discomfort. So I became interested in diet and health. And so I lost a bunch of weight just by cleaning up my diet. And eventually, you know, came time to pick your pick your college major. So um, I went to South Dakota State University and earned a degree in nutrition. And that path was kind of geared towards training people to be dietitians. And then I realized I didn't want to work in a clinical setting with sick people who didn't want to be in that clinic. Um, and I got really involved in endurance sport during that, during that time in college. So I helped start a cycling team in Eastern South Dakota, got into, into triathlon. I did an Ironman. I hated swimming. So after the Ironman, I, I haven't swam since. And the biking is just, the biking's fun, but it's you know time consuming and expensive so i dropped all that and i became a runner and here i am and that was kind of how i grew from you know being this 230 pound little guy huge huge guy you know 57 to uh being this running coach is 
eventually, you know, I just kind of gravitated and I like the simplicity of running. I think it's, it's a kind of a weight off your shoulders, especially coming from a cycling and triathlon background is the running is just, it's, it's just, you just, there's less involved in it. Yeah. And it's kind of simpler to be, to just, to be a runner. <laughs> you just get up and go forward. <laughs> yep. You don't, you don't have to check your air pressure for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> So and you uh so you were two hundred thirty pounds at your highest on a five seven frame. Yeah, man. And, like, and now you're a fast runner though. It's not just I, that I, you're a coach. I, you're you're fast. I had forty two inch size pants. <laughs> <laughs> what are you down yeah. to now? Um, like about thirty thirty two. Thirty two is maybe a little big. So about okay. thirty thirty inch pants size now. So, um, yeah, and I'm and I'm above. I'm an above average runner. So. Um, kind of, I don't know if sometimes I wish maybe I would have, maybe I'd be a little faster if I ran in, you know, high school, collegiately maybe, but you know, you see so many people who kind of do that and then burn out and never run again. So I think maybe, I don't think I would change it. I think maybe I enjoy it now more than I would otherwise. Now, when you say above average, can you, uh, what exactly are we talking about here? Well, I, I have a 259 marathon PR. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I qualified for Boston in the tough age group. Didn't make it to Boston. I missed that cutoff. So uh, I can, I can sympathize. Uh, it's a bummer. You know, it's like those couple and I qualified, I think on the last day you could qualify. Um, okay. September 15th, I think was the last weekend you could qualify, I think for, for the upcoming, this upcoming uh, Boston marathon. So I signed up. My wife made me sign up, put my name in the hat, and it didn't quite make it. So it's kind of a relief, too, because, yeah, I feel like it's an expensive, almost hassle to go. But, you know, of course, I would enjoy it. It'd right, right. Totally worth it, but it's a big endeavor. It is. I've missed out on two now. I've missed, I've missed out on two now by a combined, I think, 35 seconds between the two wow. races. And, That's- um, it's one of those things, like, I'm right there with you, though. Like, I think, the, especially the first time, I kind of looked at where I was financially that year, and I was like, eh, this might not be the worst thing that I'm not going to be able to go next year, because everybody that I talked to is like, yeah, that's like a $1,000, $2,000 trip. It's like, well, you oh, can't yeah. go for just the night before like you can no. other races. I mean, no. that's like a four- or five-day event. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And uh, I don't know, the hotel rooms are crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of relieved. So, I, I was a little bit relieved when the standard changed because I was really close a couple years ago. And then when they dropped the standard another five minutes, I was like, ah, mm-hmm. that's too far away for me at the moment. I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm, I'm just going to sit back and relax and be content where I am. So yeah. is, done, is that your favorite distance to run or do you do any ultras or like what, what's a distance like your favorite distance? I don't know, man. I love the 5K, and I used to really enjoy the half. I did purely half marathons for a few years, and that's really fun. But um, I did three marathons last year then, and I think, I, I think I'm back to really liking the marathon. Um, and then I, I might do an ultra again this year. I've done 100 miler, and I might do an ultra this year. We'll, we'll see. So uh, I lost – Let's see, what was it? Two years ago, I lost a bet. So I had to enter a 24-hour race, and I ran 100K that day. 
And, and then in the spring last year, I was gifted by an athlete of mine. I was gifted a marathon entry with like six weeks to train or something. And <laughs> it, it was, re- it was really nice to like have the marathon, but not really, the pressure was really low because yeah. I'm like, well, I'm, I haven't, I haven't ran over, I don't know, like I haven't ran over two hours. So squeezed in some long runs and the pressure was really low. So I actually really enjoyed that race so much that I signed up for another one the next weekend and did that. And again, you know, no pressure, bro. And um, just enjoyed them so much that I did another one last, last September. And I'm going to do at least one more this spring. So I think I've kind of rejuvenated my, my love of the marathon and it's, it's fun. It's fun again to, to run that distance moderately hard, you know? Yeah. Are you able to let us into what this bet was that you lost? Um, well, basically we, we told, we told each other that if I told him, if he signs up for the 12 or 24 hour, we'll I'll sign up. And so we, we kept, we joked about it like for like a month, like, Hey, I signed up for that 24 hour race, but you know, you, know, you joke about it, but then eventually we did it. And so I, I didn't, I didn't, we, neither of us thought we would end up doing it. We both ended up doing it and it was, uh, totally worth it. It was fun. And I'm glad to be back up in the long distance races again after, you know, years of half marathons. Plus I think I'm ever going to run the half again. So I might as well, I can still probably run fast for the, the marathon or the ultra. Is that what makes you kind of transition between all these different distances? Cause I don't know. We've ever talked to somebody who has so much range in what they do. Like we've talked to people that might like do the occasional 5k as part of their marathon training, or we know some marathoners mm-hmm. that also like to, to push up to, you know, ultras, but I don't know if we ever talked to somebody who goes, Oh, I love doing a 5k. And I've also done some 24 hour races too, you know, just because. Yeah. Um, they're both just fun in their unique way. You know, I have a Valentine's 5k coming up next month and I'm super pumped for it, but I might, maybe I might try a, an FKT on a local trail this, this spring as well. And that'll be 106 miles. So, um, I don't I don't like to box myself into, you know, liking or not liking or ge- gravitating towards one thing because they're both so everything's so different and such a different experience to have mm-hmm. that um, it's there's t- totally a whole different ballgame. And um, I don't want to limit myself to, to just the 5Ks or, or just the, the ultra, you know. So I'm sorry, Andrew. Oh, I, I was I was gonna ask you one question because we're gonna transition to your uh, to your coaching here. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing that you uh, preach a lot about in uh, you know your social media feeds is sustainability in running. So, like from an environmental standpoint. So, what are some of the biggest opportunities we have as runners to improve? Like, wh- where do we fall short as people who? you know, love to be outside, love to be on trails, love to, you know, take part in our, our environment. Where are some of the areas we fall short and some of the opportunities we have to kind of improve that? Cause I know that's something you're passionate about. So just want to right. give you a couple minutes to talk about that. Yeah. So one thing I, I sometimes remind people is that like, you know, when you're a runner, you're like every day is earth day. Cause we spend more time outside than probably almost anybody, any other group of people. Um, we're just, always enjoying the the outdoors, whether it's the winter or the summer. And so it gives us, um, I think we, we are 
almost extra obligated to take care of, to do our part, because we're the ones who are enjoying it so much. But um, when it comes to, you know, my the nutrition that I, that I talk about, or, you know, I try to pick up a piece of garbage during every run, just I run the bike path so much, there's garbages everywhere. So, you know, why not pick up a, a, you know, some type of a plastic bottle and put it in the recycling along the bike path or something. Or when somebody comes to me and they ask about running nutrition, um, I'm a big fan of maple syrup because I, I use a reusable little handheld, tiny little handheld flask that holds 300 calories of maple syrup. So I'm not going through single use plastic gel packets and the the maple syrup you know buy it in, you can buy it in bulk at your local bread co- food co-op um, ours is called bread root and you can buy it in bulk there so you can refill the plastic or the the plastic jug or the the little glass jar that you have so you're not constantly using these single use plastic sources for 100 calorie little gel packets um there's a you know, uh, there's a Twitter conversation I had where I posted a picture of a pair of shoes that I have and there's 1500 miles on them. You know, I run in my shoes until I basically, until they wear out somehow. And I'm not constantly rotating, tossing out shoes with 400 miles on them. Um, I'm getting full use out of them. And I buy a ton of stuff from secondhand stores. Um, you know, like here, in South Dakota, super cold in the winter. I did a run last week. It was negative seven. And my entire outfit probably cost less than $100. And, you know, I had a giant Columbia jacket I paid 20 bucks for from a secondhand store. My mittens were a dollar. And the negative seven degree one run was the first run I did. I didn't have to take them off because they were too warm. <laughs> or, you know, hats that cost a buck because somebody wore them one time. And I, I have a pair of Kinvaras that I paid $20 for. And I ran a marathon in 100K in them. And they're the most comfortable pair of shoes I've ever had. And I'm pretty sure they had like five miles on them. So, you know, there's a lot of, you know, repairing gear instead of replacing gear. A company called GearAid makes a lot of good pieces of product to repair your gear rather than having to, you know, have have you replace a jacket that has a hole in it. Um, you can put a piece of their tape on it, and this tape is so good that you can wash your jacket like normal in the in the washing machine, and mm-hmm. it's 100% fine. Um, this tape is incredible. So you know you can you can fix anything with this stuff. Um, they make zippers, they make reusable zip ties, um, so things like that. Like not just you know reduce and reuse come before recycle. So everything you can do to kind of reduce, reuse, buy used, um, limit the single use items you, you, you use, I think can go a long way. And we're, we're constantly having these opportunities to do that, not just with running, but with our normal lives as well. So I think being more mindful of this, um, you know, everything, every little bit helps. So I think doing every little bit, um, is worth it. Absolutely. Um, we're going to transition now a little bit towards your coaching practice. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to get the timeline. Now, you, you said you, you started running really after you were looking at kind of coaching people more through like a, a dietetics approach. Right. So yeah, where was, you, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that was my original focus was, you know, going to school to be a dietitian and I realized right. that's what I wanted to do, but I loved, I loved 
running the athletics side of things. So okay. I kind of really just gravitated towards that. Were you coaching people as runners before you yourself started running? No. Um, okay. um, eventually, I just kind of, and I, this might be, you know, like the, the question I always get is, you know, how do you, how do you start coaching? Mm-hmm. Um, and usually, and you, often as people start coming to you for running advice, because <laughs> yeah. you're, you're their go-to guy. Yeah. And, and then eventually you're like, hmm, this is kind of fun. I, yeah. can, I can start formally helping these people. And so, so often that's how it is, is that you're the go-to runner in their network. And then you eventually realize that, that people are actually coming to you for advice. So then you start actually giving, giving advice in a formal way to these people. And eventually, almost before you know it, you're, you're, you're act, almost coaching five people. Um, and then depending on what you want to do, it, it can snowball pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So what would you say then, now that, it, now that you, you do more coaching on an official basis, what would you say your coaching philosophy is? Mm-hmm. Um, my, my big thing is that you know, training should follow the runner, not the other way around. Okay. And I really try to, somebody, somebody asked me, like, what's more common question you'd ask a coach is what's their training philosophy and you know it's that well i don't try to stick to any sort of dogma like you guys talked about the hansen marathon method quite a bit in your last podcast yeah and you know that's super super fantastic training plan um and i'm sure you've seen on social media people are always asking what's the best training plan for um the half marathon or what training schedules have you guys guys followed and it's the most useless question ever because, like you guys talked about, every person's life is different. Mm-hmm. And you, you might have kids, you might not. You might uh, have a spouse with a totally different work schedule than you, and you might have a two-year-old. So um, the best training plan is is the best training plan that fits your your fitness abilities, your life. And it's my job as a coach to figure out what that is. And then my philosophy becomes um, optimizing you, the strength, the the running, your sleep, optimizing all that to get you from where you're at to where you want to be as safely, sustainably, healthily as possible. And so it's a very broad, broad answer to what, what's my training philosophy. But, you know, it's it's whatever is best for you as, as an individual. So without giving away any of your secrets, because, um, I mean, obviously you, 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 you have a career in this, so I don't want to, you know, for too much free advice just because we are having you on a podcast. But as someone like me, I have a, uh, I have a seven-year-old. Uh, my wife and I have opposite schedules. Uh, so it's, you know, finding time to train is difficult. I've actually, I had to step away from this podcast a minute ago to go tend to my kid for a for a second, but I'm just, you know, maybe a little curious, like, how do you, like, how are you able to really look at the, look at a runner like me and go, okay, this is, do do you look at like, we need to get this mileage in, let's find how to fit it around your schedule. Or do you take the schedule and adapt the training to that? Like kind of, how do you go about that with someone who has a kid Mm -hmm. uh, and a busy, crazy schedule? Yeah. So I, during, 
the initial call, I, I always get their work schedule and their time availability. So I'm, I don't want to force a certain amount of runs per week or mileage. Now let's start with what you can do. And it's it, so much of it is just about compliance and actually doing the work. And if you have 20 minutes for to run two miles, three times, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then you have more time on the weekend, then we're just going to do 20 minutes, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And maybe eventually we can squeeze in an extra mile or so. But it's really about figuring out, you know, how much time do you have during, during the morning to actually run? And what can we do during that time to to get it to get it done and so you know sometimes i'll i'll give people tips and advice about being a morning runner um like you know lay stuff out the night before the less you have to do in the morning the better lay stuff out the night before um, make a commitment with somebody else so you can't talk yourself out of running if somebody else is expecting you to go um you know different things like if you need to if it's hard to get up early for you uh you, maybe change your alarm use use a sleep cycle app to wake up easier or a, a a light alarm rather than a sound alarm to help you actually wake up um you know figuring out all these little things to, to again get you get your compliance up to actually get you moving to get you running is number one and then we figure out well what can where can we squeeze in more what can we do more and it's always fun to see people start asking for more runs or more volume eventually mm -hmm. when they real when they realize yeah I, I can get this stuff done i can do it give give me some more give me some more give me some more to do so uh you and i talked a few months back uh because i've never hired a running coach and i kind of reached out to you uh i alluded to it on the previous episode that i was like kyle's just kind of a cool guy like i i actually you seem like an authentic person and i like that you share a lot of your experience with your runners too you don't keep it so close to the vest like you actually let kind of let people into your world a little bit uh which i appreciate uh, but for somebody like me who's never hired a coach, uh, what do you think the biggest advantages to having your own personal run coach as opposed to following a canned plan? Uh, well, what do you think, like, why should a runner hire a coach? Mm -hmm. So some, some of the things when this is a consideration is that you know, some people just like me, you know, for example, uh, it's just nice being told what to do. And I have to think about it. You know, I coach a lot of incredibly busy people, single single parents, uh, business owners, uh, people who are commit constantly have obligations and commitments and are constantly making decisions. And so sometimes it's just a relief to not have to worry about figuring out what they should run. Um, and sometimes they might not even have the knowledge to actually figure it out on their own anyway. So with people who are incredibly busy and may or may not know anything about running, but they want to run their first marathon, you know, it's a big weight off your shoulders to have somebody come in and say, I'm going to figure it out for you. You just have to follow along and give me feedback on how it's going. And it's, it makes it easier for them. You know, like, like with me myself, I've hired coaches in the past and you know, I, I told the last one, just tell me what to do. Cause I have, this, I have a high running knowledge and there's things I want to do. And I almost get this analysis paralysis mm -hmm. because I want to do everything, try everything, 
you know, I have this big ego and I want to run more, but um, you need to you know, almost hold me back and just, just tell me what to do. <laughs> and so in that case, for me, that was why I hired uh, a running coach in the past. And then, you know, I have, I have, uh, I have a degree in nutrition, but I've hired a, a, somebody to help me with my diet in the past because, and another, you know, benefit of having a coach is accountability. You know, I know exactly what I need to do with my diet, but I, I just couldn't do it on my own. So mm -hmm. that, that accountability that you know, like I'm making a financial investment into this person, they are expect, they are spending time, you know, telling me the appropriate steps and they're expecting me to do it. And I'm spending money on this person. And so I'm going, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to have that second burrito. You know, I'm not going to drink two beers. I'm just going to have one this evening, stuff like that. Um, so that, that accountability is, is really high. And a lot of the times my job is to figure out not so much what, what they've been doing, but what they've not been doing and to help them kind of implement that. And often it's strength work or, you know, improving their sleep or improving their running nutrition knowledge. So it's about having somebody who has experiences and knowledge that you don't have and helping you make the right decisions when it comes to implementing different ideas and tactics rather than, I call it the runner's world syndrome. And it's when you're constantly reading new things and trying new things every month or two, but you, you, know, you need to try it for three months, for four months. Um, not with every new episode or every new edition of Runner's World. You need to give one thing a quarter of a year rather than just uh, to the next edition. It was funny. You talked about how you have that analysis by paralysis when you've got that high running knowledge. And Andrew and I just talked on a podcast recently that that was one of the things that I really found myself struggling with last year was I had, it was more in the strength training area. I was pretty happy with what I was doing with Hanson's and, and felt like I'd really kind of nailed that part of training. But I had in recent years really started to start strength training and I would get into a program, but then I would find something else that I thought like, Oh, that looks really good. I should. Yeah. <laughs> and and yep. all of a sudden it's like I was skipping around plans every couple of months and one of my big goals for this year was just to kind of declutter, stop mm -hmm. looking at a bunch of different things and just say, hey, I like this strength training plan. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to do it for the full year. I'm just going to slowly build up through it. Because it's a real right. thing. You've got that knowledge. You just... Oh, 100%. Want, yeah, you keep wanting to try these new things. And it's that consistency that really matters. Yep. And like I've, I signed up for Adidas has this strength training app that is pretty great um and I, I paid like 50 bucks for a year membership okay and i made it about i made it about a month or two and i haven't been on it since <laughs> is that so like it no it's great i just didn't i just stopped doing it there's no accountability the app okay. doesn't the app doesn't care that i that i that i quit doing it right <laughs> they've got so, yeah, they don't. They don't care that I haven't moved in in six months. So <laughs> I turned off the I turned off the push notifications. They can't even they can't even you know remind me that I don't log in anymore. So, <laughs> you know, whereas like I'm asking my clients for post run selfies if they have. I've threatened to to donate in their name to the opposite political party um, for people that oh. have real 
real, <laughs> real bad compliance. And <laughs> so, um, you know, there's, th- there's things that, you know, that accountability, that motivation is, is a big deal. And uh, sometimes it, like with me and the, and the nutritionist, like I told them, I'm, I'm literally just paying you to hold me accountable. That's all I care about. And, and it worked. So, um, there's a, a lot of non, non, it's not just, you know, telling somebody what to run, but it's, you know, like there's so many training plans out there. You can follow, if you can follow the Hanson's program and you love it and it works super, that's great. But if you're not doing any strength work and you have no nutrition knowledge, um, you're missing out. Yeah. And even working with somebody for a month or two to dial in some of that stuff can be a, a real big benefit to supplement to go with your your already pre-written training schedule so when kyle asks you when you register with him uh what political party you are registered to vote with there is a method to his madness that's right it's not it's, i'm not just i'm not just just curious yeah, <laughs> yeah right. uh, i want to go back to something you said a few minutes ago uh yeah. you, you said um maybe you shouldn't have that burrito and instead of two beers, you should only have one. I want to say how strongly I disagree with that statement right there. Because <laughs> I think there is always room for a burrito and a second beer. Uh, but you actually said – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig back into a bookmark tweet of yours that I have. Okay. That um, beer can actually – Hold on. Let me, let me pull this up. Um, oh, all right. So it's a screenshot of one of your conversations with one of your runners. Oh God. Um, oh, <laughs> I feel like he knows so, where this is going. So <laughs> it's st- the screenshot starts with a laughing, crying emoji from you. And then your runner goes, ha 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 shit. Don't plant that seed. LOL. And then Kyle, the coach comes in and says, hungover runs are good for, ultra training oh i just want to say i did not prescribe that hungover run it happened it happened the other way around i would love to see that on my training plan for my coach get hammered this friday because you got your long run saturday morning she uh i think if it's i think she did the disney so she's weird crazy like there are people who do crazy things in the running community like and i think she's the one that wrote she did the disney race and rode a roller coaster during the race and was oh no i I, no i mean i've never even been on a roller it's been 20 years so i can't imagine doing it during a race but there's there's something to be said about you know not just just being a little hungover for a long run when you're an ultra runner because come on you know what do you feel like when you're 70 miles into something you feel like you got hit by a bus you know you know i hate to admit it but that's actually a really good point because it's that's honestly kind of what hansen say with their program they're like listen you're supposed to be tired what is it going to feel like at mile 20 of a marathon like you're tired so we just make sure you're tired all the time (laughs) so that's actually really smart i have I lot, a lot of the times I have my clients do something I call a tired leg run. And okay. it's, basically, it's basically a recovery run. Whereas, especially for a marathoner or an ultra marathoner, you know, instead of taking a rest day the day after a workout or a long run, or instead of going out for an easy half-hour jog, mm-hmm. go, out for, go out for 60 or 90 minutes on the trails. You're not going to feel great at all. Right. But that's the point. 
um, you know, take it easy, hike some of it, stop and do some yoga at the top of the, the trail, whatever. It's just about being out there on your feet, not feeling super awesome, um, but you're still benefiting from it. And then the next day is your rest day, you know, but you're just, you're, you're just changing it up a little bit and it's okay to not feel great for all your runs, you know? Um, cause especially for people training for those longer distances, that's part of the game is kind of getting your mind around not feeling awesome all the time. And you might not feel good, like in the moment, but 99% of the time, you're going to be glad you did it afterwards. And you're, you're going to know that you benefited from it. And the alternative is having skip, you could skip it and then you're going to regret it. Nobody wants to feel regret because they didn't feel like doing something that they knew they should have done that they knew they would eventually want to do. And so it's all about avoiding that regret and kind of having empathy with your future self, you know, like my future self tonight, tomorrow at mile 70 is going to be glad I did all this stuff that I didn't feel like doing when I was inside pulling up the weather app. But, you know, once you get out there, once you finish, you're almost always glad you did. And you're almost always better off because of it, no matter how hungover you were, or how bad the weather looked from inside looking outside. It's almost always worth it. What's, uh, what's one thing now as a coach, this is more of just like kind of the art of coaching question. What's, what's one thing as a coach that you're looking to improve in your own coaching practice going forward? Hmm. Um, let's see. That's a good, that's a good question. I said we didn't ask the hard hitting questions and then here comes Adam yeah. with on you. So so I don't know if you're talking about the actual coach like working with clients or working or my business but one thing that I'm I'm going to answer one the first thing that came to mind is more of the on the business side is that I'm looking to outsource more this this year um like not doing my own taxes for example. Okay. Or so basically, and this will come back to the clients, but, you know, basically doing outsourcing things that I don't actually have to do. Like I don't actually have to be the one to do my taxes Mm -hmm. or um, I don't actually have to be the one to make my YouTube video headers or, you know, stuff like that. Like, right. I, somebody else can do that better than I can. (laughs) And so Outsourcing those things um, gets them done better, but it also frees me up to do a better job with my clients. So my main my main coaching business goal for this year is to like I have a I have a I have a meeting next week with a with an accountant, for example, and so I'm going to try to outsource more. That way, you know, my that way I can do a better job as a coach with my actual clients. Whereas I'm not having to spend half a day doing my taxes. Um, that's half a day where I, I could have been doing coaching stuff, uh, actually working with my clients. So, um, it comes around, whereas, you know, I can free up this time with investing in other professionals to help me work with my own clients better. So that was the first thing that came to mind is, you know, focusing on the business side of things, to help the coaching side of things. And then just kind of a general running question. What's, mm-hmm. what's going on right now in the world of running that excites you? Um, <laughs> well, 
I have a pair of Nike Vaporflies. <laughs> so, ah. <laughs> that's uh. always an interesting little topic of, of conversation. Um, have you guys ran in them? I have, I have not. not. Oh, they are uncomfortable, but so fast. <laughs> really? What, uh, what's uncomfortable about them? So I actually um, have bled a lot in them. From really? they, have a, they have a high heel collar. Yeah. Well, um, that's cut into my, the back of my Achilles and the outside of my, uh, ankle a lot actually. And, but they're so fast that I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I just, just, I just wear tall, tall socks and problem solved. Okay. You know, like people talk about these shoes and, you know, they don't, I, I, it's, it's coming from a triathlon background. I made the, the, uh, the uh, the analogy of aero bars, you know, Sh- should they? They're totally different than 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 normal road bars, mm-hmm. and they're way they're way faster, but they're totally legal. Yeah, and you know what's the difference between trying? And it's not cheating, and I don't think the vapor flies are cheating. They're just the best shoes available. They're not actually springing people forward. Right. It's just it's just a carbon fiber plate, super light changes your ankle mechanics a little bit, makes you a little more economic. And the foam, which is available to other manufacturers and brands, is just the best foam available right now. So why why are people looking at that as unfair? Because it's just the best currently. Other other shoes, other brands are going to come out with alternatives. There we are. The Hoka Carbon X, um, yep. also a fantastic shoe. If I would have tried that on before, I was given the the vapor flies. I would own a pair of the Hoka's because they're incredibly comfortable. Okay. Um, and you know, it's just the progression of the technology, and I don't think it's cheating. I think they're just really good shoes. It was interesting because towards the end of the year last year, Andrew and I had a debate on them, and I, and I don't run in Nikes. I wear uh, I wear Brooks Ghosts, and they're what I've been wearing for years, and I stick with them because they work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we were kind of on the opposite sides of it. And one of the things that I had said was that, you know, part of it is that I think the genie's out of the bottle on this, that if you wanted to stop these shoes from being out there, you were going to have to pretty much ban that technology when it first came out. Cause it's not just professionals using it now. It's, it's average recreational runners that are using them now. Mm-hmm. And, and then you know, the other point that I brought up was just what you said, like it's the latest leap in technology. Uh, you know, if you go and read the, marketing materials for my Brooks ghosts and you look at what they're talking about with Brooks DNA, the padding that, you know, is in those shoes, it sounds exactly like the sort of, you know, research you're talking about with carbon fibers. It's all about just simply, you know, trying to be as efficient as possible with that energy absorption. And this is just simply that next step forward. And I I don't know how you draw that line there. It's there. I think there should be a line. I don't know what it is. (laughs) Yeah, right. There, you can't just have shoes that like ha- are literally propelling you forward, but you can't hold back the improvement in technology either. I think it's right. the second carbon plate in the Alpha Flies that has really set this super, conversation off. Super weird looking. Super weird. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the, those Alpha Flies. I don't know about. I, I'm. That might be the line right there. Yeah, and, and it it doesn't take away from what Elliot Kipchoge did. Uh, at all because i mean that's and i think that's uh, that's one of the problems when we have this discussion is people feel like 
you know, maybe people like me who are a little more on the, I don't want to say purist side, but I, I want to see governance over it. You know, they think some, in some ways I'm like taking away from what anybody has done. And it's like, no, it's still amazing accomplishments, but we just have to, we have to be very careful on that second carbon plate in those alpha flies. That is what's really, uh, yeah, that, that makes me a little uneasy about yeah. technology. But I'm super pumped for, is it London um, with Kipchoge and Bekele? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I'm going to, how early do I have to wake up in the morning to watch that race? Because I, <laughs> I will. How late do you have to stay up? Um, is it? I, uh, <laughs> no, it'll be like th I think it's like three or four in the morning our time, Adam. I forget what time it is locally because obviously it'll still be even an earlier race. Mm -hmm. I, it's always over like right when I wake up. Yeah. Let's see, so yeah, it's like eight a.m. London to. I think they're five hours ahead of us. 8 a.m. in London is 1 a.m. my time, so pretty oh, early. Oh, that's right. You're, you're further west. I'm sorry. So it'd be I'm, like I'm thinking Eastern Standard Time. I might as well not go to bed. No, yeah, it's just one we're going to stay up for. Uh huh. But that's super exciting. Like yes, literally the two best runners in the last ever. You know, our, our, <laughs> our yeah, our lifetimes. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to be at the same race, and that's really exciting. That that is super. I'm super pumped for that. And then you probably get to follow that up with the Olympics. Yeah. Let's see, when is London? It's in April. April yeah. something. It's the week after Boston. It's April 26th, uh, I think. Yep, that's right. Mm -hmm. And then the Olympics is going to be sometime, I think, late August. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna miss London. I'm gonna be Why? on the streets of Toledo. I'm not. Oh. I can't wake up. I can't wake up at three o'clock in the morning on race day. No, you can't. Toledo, Kansas? No, no Toledo, Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> oh, Toledo, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. It's it's gonna the scenery there is beautiful, I hear. I don't know. I'm I am definitely go I'm a huge fan of the TV show MASH. Oh yeah. Uh so after the race, I am definitely gonna find Paco's Hungarian hot dogs, uh, which Corporal Klinger was a huge fan of. Um, in Toledo? Yeah. Dude, I used to watch that show as a kid. It, yeah, yeah. Klinger's a Toledo native. Like, yeah. Jamie Farr, the actor, actually is. And uh, so he mentioned Paco's Hungarian Hot Dogs uh, a few – I think he mentioned it like four or five times in the show. And they actually had him like ordered in once. Um, or no, he got uh, sausage casings. Okay, this is a running podcast, not a bash <laughs> podcast. <laughs> not a oh, old-timey TV show one. So, uh, Kyle, we're going to wrap up here uh, mm -hmm. because based on your calendar that I had, to, your very official calendar, <laughs> we, we have 11 minutes left. Um, so, uh, Eric, do you have any final thoughts, Any anything you'd like to leave uh, our small corner of the running community with as we uh, as we close out today yeah I, I think i mentioned to um andrew about andrew andrew did you come did you send me a message about coaching as well am i remembering that correctly yeah i i did maybe back in november i was kind of telling you i, I kind of want to see what i have this spring and then uh, I'm, i may set some more uh big hairy audacious goals for the fall i might be reaching out to you mm -hmm. um, and then so one thing I wanted to remind people, and we kind of touched about this, is that you know 
don't think that you're not good enough for a coach. You know, I'm not trying to tell people to contact me for coaching, but you know, with anything, mm-hmm. with with any type of endeavor that that you want to be better at, you know, just because I, I, I hear so often that you know I'm too slow for to have a coach or I'm not good enough for a coach. The point of a coach is to improve on whatever right. you're doing. And you know, when I started when I started uh, s- swimming for triathlon had never swam since I hadn't swam since like the swimming lessons when I was really young and I cried d- during those. So, uh, you know, I, I, I got somebody to help me with my swimming and, you know, whatever you want to do, you know, the job of, if you, the job of, of your tutor, of your coach is to help you get better at it. So never feel like you're not good enough to invest in somebody. And at the same time, you're investing in yourself you're trying, you're investing in somebody to help you do something that you want to do that makes you happy better and never, never put yourself down because you don't think you're good enough because the job of a coach is, is to help you do whatever you want to do better. And so, you know, just go for it, whether it's with a language or with running or, or the violin, you know, it's, it's cool. It's fun to have somebody help you out, even if it's just for two to three months, it's, it's worth it to get better at something that you want to do. That makes you happy. That is really good advice. I'm, I'm happy to hear you just like bring up things that aren't running related too. Cause I think that, <laughs> yeah. that probably resonates, that just probably resonates with a lot of people and kind of makes sense. It's like, yeah, you know, you might pay for guitar lessons. It's mm-hmm. like you Eric Clapton. Right, like dance classes. You don't go to dance classes because you're good at dance. <laughs> right. You go because you, you want to have fun and get better. Right. It's the same for running. Yeah, never thought of it that way for some reason. I Maybe it's because, like, as I alluded to a little earlier, I'm like, I'm kind of on that cusp of maybe I could qualify for Boston, but I'm just kind of good where I am. Maybe a and, coach will make me too good where I'll care too much. And then you have to go to Boston. Oh, gosh. What a hassle. I know. I know. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we're we're going we're gonna to shut her down here. So, uh, Kyle Kranz, uh, the mayor of Cranstown. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can be found at Kyle underscore J underscore Kranz. Uh, that's on Twitter and Instagram, correct? I think so. They're the same. I just I just checked, so I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, and he can also be found on Facebook. Uh, what is it, Coach Kyle Kranz on Facebook? I believe. Yeah, yeah. There's a few of us. Uh, so, Kyle, there's there's a few Kyle Kranzes. All right. Kyle Kranz mayoral spot. Yeah, Kyle Kranz dot com is is my website. So there you go. Oh, actually, yeah. Your, your Facebook page is just Kyle Kranz. Yeah, so, that's the one. All right. Um, but thank you so much for joining us today from South Dakota. Cool and, guys. Uh, Thanks for inviting me, Adam and Andrew. You're you welcome. Are, you are so welcome. Um, so you can find us on any of your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever. Uh, please do feel free to rate us listeners. Uh, and Kyle, you can rate us too. It's totally cool. Well, I, was on, <laughs> I was listening, I was listening to you on anchor actually. So, Oh, there we go. That's where we publish. Yep. That's perfect. So I'll, I'll rate you. I can't, I, I hope it's good. Five out of five. Ooh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, man, that's such a good feeling. Uh, no, there's, man, there's, there's no ranking on Anchor. Oh, damn it. Hey, oh. I don't... Uh, he just started listening to us on yes, our own podcast. Has that ever this happened feels, before? This feels like a very bad moment right now. <laughs> All right, man, we suck at closing, so I'm no, going to end the, this now. It's the, it's the worst. <laughs> Kyle, thank you. Adam, I'll see you next week. Yes. And dollar listeners out there, enjoy your miles, everybody. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye, Kyle.